Hello my friends, it is uh, almost Rosh Hashanah or Feast of Trumpets, um, just a few hours from uh, 6 p.m. on the 6th of September, and I just wanted to kind of go over a little bit on this um, feast, because it is a appointed time of the Lord. All the feasts are from the spring feast to the fall feasts. And all the spring feasts have been fulfilled. Passover, Pentecost, and uh, First Fruits. Those were always fulfilled back, back in Bible days. So, now the fall feasts are not fulfilled. They portray both past and future events. So it is the future aspect of Jesus coming, returning. And the clue is in the word appointed days. And most uh, messianic believers in Christ and some rabbinical rabbis believe that Jesus's return or the Messiah's return will be during the fall feast. That's a time and season, not a date. So they go from Feast of Trumpets to Yom Kippur to Tabernacles. And so we're in that season or time of those appointed so in that we know that there are signs that he has spoken to us about and so he goes by times and seasons however a lot has been misconstrued and timelines and all that because back in his day they went on the lunar cycle for their start of a new day and of course we don't go by lunar cycles now we go by solar cycles so everything's kind of mixed up in the sense of when all those times were, you know, because it's done different ways. So I think, I believe that's why he says you won't know the time or the date um, in, in aspects because it's all been uh, kind of messed up. And also because um, during the time of Babylonian rule, um, they brought in the whole aspect of the new year beginning in the seventh month. And that was kind of messed up to Rosh Hashanah, you know, begins the new, the new year, but it's the seventh month. So that's kind of contradicting 
but that was during the Babylonian rule to cover up Feast of Trumpets. Kind of like what we do with Christmas. You know, and you know, the Jewish believe in Hanukkah, that Feast of Hanukkah, the Feast of Lights. It's a week long and you know, that that is when many perceived that that was when Jesus was born, but you know, it's all it's all kind of mixed up in in this time and dates during the ages and it all kind of mixed together from cultures to um, influences and everything. So that's they're still debating. They're still trying to understand it all. So first Thessalonians four speaks about the future, okay, and a lot of the warnings as well that Jesus gave. And the actual aspect of it is to have hope of Jesus through all the seasons because they speak of him. And many want to know where the rapture fits into all of it. And in my listening to some of the things that were given forth, um, this time is really not about the rapture, whether it's pre, mid, or trib. Um, It's about repentance and the aspect of the physical return of Jesus and that our redemption um, lies near. So Yom Kippur is about repentance, but it doesn't start just at Yom Kippur. And that's 10 days after the Feast of Trumpets. So they call those 10 days the 10 days of awe in between. But really, repentance starts on the Feast of Trumpets that you're calling forth and blowing the shofar for his glory and his honor. And you're repenting in the sense of you're acknowledging the Lord and wanting his ways. You're wanting his ways over man's ways. And so you're calling out for his voice and his power in recognition, in honoring him. So in the 10 days to Yom Kippur, you're returning to him. So, there's a lot to it, and uh, the lunar calendar is something that goes along with the new moon cycle for the new month, and I know I have spoken about it before, but our, our setup is not in that. 
So it's really about expectation. Expectation of the Lord and what He's going to do and His power and I know the Jewish uh, celebrate the new year, their new year, in the uh, biblical 1582 starts uh, around 6 p.m. tonight. So that's how it was influenced to get to that point. It had a lot to do with agricultural aspects because it all made sense during that time and uh, became a tradition. Um, so, we know about traditions, <laughs> and um, some of them aren't big biblical. You know, they're they're set in there to take away from the actual aspect of the meaning of that time. So we blow trumpets uh, in repentance and. Realize that there's a uncertainty in all of it because we have to focus on the Lord's redemption that will draw us near to Him and seek Him and be ready. And um, Jesus can come at any time during those those times, and we're really not to focus and perseverate on when he's coming back because that's taking the total focus off of what he he wants us to be focused in and um, just to be ready just to be ready and prepared for any any day that he would be uh, returning. So, today, it is the celebration um, in in his focus to return. That's what that Feast of Trumpets is. It's honoring him, seeking him, being aligned with him and it's our call our call to him because when he comes back the trumpet will be heard in in the skies so it's a kind of rehearsal giving that forth back into the skies that we the heavens we look to and it's a, a partnership back and forth it's it's um, being connected in a partnership that's beyond a lot of our comprehension of understanding because his understanding is much higher we only get a piece or a puzzle and um, puzzle piece of it and I watched a show today that just really um, 
just really tore at your heart because this pastor and his wife had a family and they had a, a new child come into their life and and now uh, he was just a joy to have around and they watched over their children and everything and then one day the boy was five years old and he was just the light of their life I mean the whole family and uh, he he took his son for a ride on his little um, I think it was a go-kart type thing and um, they were enjoying the the ride and at the towards the end of the ride they always would just kind of spin out and uh, little boy would say to his father um, go like a flame or something like that because it it was a saying from a cartoon he saw and uh, the little boy had had given his heart to Jesus prior to being five years old and and uh, the father took this this spin out that they had always did in the past and unfortunately the the thing tipped over and um, it wasn't expected and the five-year-old lost his life and can you imagine the father's feeling about that he would he was doing something he always did with his little boy and then boom in an instant he was gone and he what guilt and grief he had because he was driving and he couldn't understand why why would you take my only boy you know five years old why would this happen and you know and it was quite tear-jerking I mean we don't know from day to day anything I mean it can be gone in an instant and he can come back in an instant so we don't we don't know and we don't know often why things are the way they are and they're mysteries but at least he knew that his son was in his in his arms because it happened and he had no grief over that he just had the grief of how it happened in in the loss of it because he was such a, a joy to them in their family and um, they had to really search hard and to get them back in any semblance of order you know to all the emotions that came with it and what a day that I would be hearing that and realizing you know you you aren't guaranteed tomorrow and it's best to know that you have given your heart to Jesus 
and uh, there is a, a way for you. And he has the plan, and we could not make sense of why a five-year-old would be taken, or a two-year-old, or a one-year-old, or why a newborn wouldn't make it, or anything, you know, and a lot of times we can't make sense out of it. So, just on this day, it is a a celebratory day, but it's also a day to take and remember what we need to focus and repent of, of our own nature. And, um, come closer to God. Because His seasons are His seasons, and He works on His time. So, we are anticipating a great move of God's hand. And how that will come, we don't know, but we do know that He has done marvelous and great things in the past, and he has watched over his people. So that is where we need to place ourselves in um, remembrance of him. Because we are in uncertain times, just in physical aspect. Now I also heard a pastor today that I often listen to and he brought up uh, Revelations 18.23 the light of the lamp word and that the lamps weren't lit anymore and the sorcery came in and deceived and he didn't go into every aspect of it but he brought up the fact of pre-trib, mid-trib and post-trib and he said he didn't believe in really any of those he believed in pan-trib and he explained it and he says it's trusting in the Holy Spirit walking with Jesus now so that everything will pan out for you as a child of God. So no matter what happens and what you go through, whether it be here in this physical world or over into the spiritual world, you're with God. So I thought that was quite unique because what did we, I just watched a man that lost his child and he couldn't make any sense to it. But then when they looked back and saw that certain things happened prior to that, that was preparing, trying to prepare their hearts for the fact that his wife was shopping and all of a sudden she got a a huge urge to pray for this one family who had lost their child and she didn't know why and she just started praying for them the day that this 
happened and she was out shopping and she was praying on the way home and then she gets the call and she's told that he's passed so things happened prior to that that were kind of warning or preparing their hearts for this fact but they didn't quite see it at that time they had to really search back to see some of the things that were occurring and um, to let them know that God was sovereign whether or not we liked the outcome or not he's still sovereign and so I thought that was quite unique because this pastor then spoke about his belief in having a pan-trib thought that everything will pan out for for you. And I thought that was very good because it then centers you with the Lord, not with all the other things that people get all worked up about. And... Um, And then he also brought the fact that um, your merchants, what are you tying into your in your life? What what merchants are in your life? Because it might be leading you to trust man more than God. And so we must turn to God because then it becomes an idol and your thinking becomes in that in that way because you're tying into it and a lot of people will speak of loving their life and they like their lifestyle and they want it back to normal back to that time and they want it this way and they want it that way but sometimes we can see that it's an idol because time's always moving forward things are always changing so then he brought out in the word too that went along with this uh Revelations 18 is that all the nations will be deceived and we're seeing that and sorcery if you search out the word sorcery it comes with the word pharmakeia or pharmacy or pharmaceutical um, And he doesn't believe that it's the mark per se, but it's he said it he felt it was a soft approach to close off society for that eventual aspect of not being able to buy and sell. It's like preparing the way. 
But that's his perspective and that's how he feels. In Hebrews 10.25, it tells us to consider one another in the assembly, for the day is approaching, and that day is Jesus returning. Adhere to the word, so that you do not become trapped. So he pleaded in his uh, little video, you know, to really consider where we're at in our hearts and the way our minds are going and all the things that can tie you into the evil things that are evil and wicked things that are happening and how to refocus and come forth out of that so that you're not trapped and this is the time to do it so I'm very pleased today that these things came forth for this time in just a few hours when that'll all begin the new season and I encourage you really encourage you to get focused or refocused so that your ears will hear and uh, go accordingly So I praise God and I thank you that you've listened and that he will battle for us to be in that secret place, in that place of making him your high habitation and knowing him so that he will hear your call and answer you and make resolution happen for you so God bless and uh, keep walking just a note This is my 212th podcast. The number 12 is God's government. And that's what's coming forth in this new season. His hand for us and the world and nations. Because that's what we are experiencing and seeing all at the same time and his hearts for the nations 
so we need to align with his government. For the victory. Amen.